You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, December 1st, 2013. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar will be in 2014. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The SLA Alumni Event is exclusively for alumni of the SLA Seminar and is designed to accelerate the process of discovering your life purpose. The topic for the 2014 Alumni Event will be Character. The event will be held in June in Dallas. If you would like a recording of prior events, please check the website for details. Business Transformation Series The next BTS seminar will be presented in April 2014. The topic will be Business as Mission. The BTS seminars provide in-depth teaching on how to lead, manage, and build organizations biblically according to the Beyond Babel model presented in Dr. Chester's book, Beyond Babel. You can purchase the recordings of prior BTS seminars, See the website strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Happiness or Joy? Tis the season for frivolity, and therefore efficiency in the workplace drops dramatically, other than for those engaged in selling products purchased for the Christmas season. People are consumed with shopping, social gatherings, parties, and family activities. Consequently, most people's focus is not on work, but on distracting pleasures. Happiness is the goal. According to one definition, happiness is a mental or emotional state of well-being characterized by positive or pleasant emotions ranging from contentment to intense joy. Who wouldn't want this? This would be wonderful bliss. No worries, no concerns, and no cares. Why not make happiness the goal all the time? Why limit happiness to one month of the year? Certainly most of us would love to be happy all the time. But this would require circumstances in life that would promote an uninterrupted, positive mental and emotional state of well-being. Anything that disrupted this state would interfere with our happiness. For example, most of us get upset when we have problems, particularly difficult ones, such as relational or financial or job or health problems. These issues are realities in our world. How should you respond to these circumstances that disrupt your quest for happiness? One solution would be to go to Disneyland. After all, Disneyland's enduring purpose is to promote happiness. At Disneyland, the context is all about you and helping you eliminate all cares and concerns about life so that you can be happy. The Disney organization goes to great lengths to produce this context. For example, the employees, known as cast members, are rigorously trained in customer service. Every cast member is trained to take a personal interest in the customers, that is, the guests. Cast members are trained to be helpful, sensitive problem solvers. 
To develop a workforce to meet Disney's strict customer service criterion requires a rigorous hiring process. Disney is quick to acknowledge that character trumps capability in their hiring process. They believe that job skills can be acquired through workplace training, but character is largely formed through the influence and training of parents. It is therefore Disney's objective to find people with sound character. Then Disney can build on their character and train people in the skills needed to produce the company's value proposition. In addition, Disney goes to great extremes to set the right context for its guests. The grounds are impeccably clean and orderly. Many, if not most, items are repainted on schedule, not based on need. Seldom will one find a burned-out light bulb. Even trash receptacles are covered so that guests do not see trash. And as with most things, the receptacles are repainted on a regular schedule. Every cast member wears a clean, neat, and appropriate uniform. Cast members greet guests personally with a smile. Even the security personnel are warm and engaging. There's a message that is both spoken and unspoken. We are glad you're here, and we want you to be happy. Workers are trained to think of the good of the whole, not just their individual responsibilities. There are no silos. I saw one office worker, not a facilities person, straighten up a seating area outside of a hotel. This was clearly not her responsibility. She just took the initiative and did what needed to be done. The service at Disneyland is laudable and exemplary. It is an example of biblical values and principles in action. But Disneyland is a place of unreality. It is a fairy tale world driven to remove any circumstance that would interfere with the happiness of guests. This begs the question, why do guests need to enter into a state of unreality to be happy? Remember, happiness is about mental and emotional state of well-being. What produces this state? Disney believes that the key to happiness is to produce circumstances that require no care or concern on the part of the guest. So happiness is about circumstances. Circumstances have to do with the tangible world and our view of this world largely driven by our sense of prosperity and pleasure. Do I have enough food? Am I well? Can I do what I want to do when I want to do it? Are there any limitations? Do I have enough toys? Do I like my life? Do I have the right relationships? The fact that people are generally happier during the Christmas season intimates something about the circumstances of life. This is corroborated by the fact that many people visit Disneyland. After all, if you were happy all the time, why would you go to Disneyland? Biblically, the issue is that happiness is about circumstances. And because of the reality of sin in the universe, sin impairs circumstances so that not everything in life will be pleasant. How then can we live happily in a sinful universe? Are we limited to being happy only at certain times and in certain places? As long as your definition of happiness is connected to physical circumstances, you will not consistently be happy. Circumstances ebb and flow frequently and unpredictably in life. So when happiness is yoked to circumstances, happiness will be elusive. But there's another way to view happiness. Consider again the definition of happiness. Happiness is a mental or emotional state of well-being characterized by positive and pleasant emotions ranging from contentment to intense joy. Note that happiness can include intense joy, but what is joy? Happiness tends to be connected to physical circumstances, but joy is not about physical circumstances. 
It is about spiritual circumstances. For example, Acts 16, verses 16 through 40, records the story of Paul and Silas in Philippi. Even though they were Roman citizens with the corresponding rights, they were wrongly accused, illegally arrested, unjustly convicted, and unmercifully punished. They were stripped, beaten, imprisoned, and probably deprived of food and water. Furthermore, they were servants of God. The circumstances they endured seemed so out of order. How could the civil authorities have allowed this? How could God have allowed this? Most of us would be incensed if our rights had been violated. And we would be angry with God. Why didn't he intervene to protect us? Doesn't God realize that we are here to serve him? We would clearly be very unhappy, but not so for Paul and Silas. They found joy, not because of the circumstances, but because of their relationship with the Lord. Rather than griping and complaining, Paul and Silas sang praises to God. Rather than focusing on their physical circumstances, they focused on their spiritual state. Instead of complaining, they rejoiced. Rather than demanding their rights, they delighted in the faithfulness of God. Their state of mind was not defined by their physical circumstances, but by their spiritual circumstances. They were not happy about their physical circumstances, but they were full of joy because of their spiritual circumstances. This illustrates how joy is not connected to physical circumstances. Joy is about the spiritual reality of your relationship with Christ. This means that you can experience true joy in the midst of difficult and unjust physical circumstances. Which do you prefer? Happiness based on circumstances or joy based on Christ? If you want happiness based on circumstances, go to Disneyland. But if you want joy, then go to Christ. This means that you accept Christ as your Savior and that you learn to live under the Lordship of Christ. If you do this, you can experience joy every day in every physical circumstance of life and you will not need to go to Disneyland. Merry Christmas.